My name is Alec Cowan, and you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. This podcast contains language that may not be suitable for all listeners. All you ladies pop your pussy like this. Shake your body, don't stop, don't miss. All you ladies pop your pussy like this. Shake your body, don't stop, don't miss. Just do it, do it. Do it, do it, do it now. Lick it. Hola, hello. You are currently listening to Orchata Squad with your hosts, Veronica Fernandez, Alvarado, and that's it. Yeah, Marianne's gone. She fucking ghosted us. It's cool, though. She's in Utah doing some, some you know, national brown people thing and hanging out with Mormons, probably, TBH. So... I, but don't worry, I am not alone here. I actually have two incredibly valuable, distinguished guests of society here with me. Please, can you two introduce yourselves? Hey, y'all, my name is Maria. You say them theirs and she, her, hers. Hey, folks, my name is Jamani LaShawn. My pronouns are they, them, she, hers are my name. Ooh, and can you both tell us a little bit about yourselves? Yeah, um, I should have said my last name, too. <laughs> my name's Maria Alejandra Gallegos Chacon. Um, I am a third year here at the UVO. I'm an ethnic studies major, and I'm also one of the directors for the Multicultural Center. Dope. Hey, folks. So I'm technically a fourth year, but I'm going to take some time off because, you know, a bitch got priced out a bit. So I'm going to take some time off, but I've been here at UVO for two terms now. I've worked at the Multicultural Center as the events coordinator, and I finally got out of ASUO recently. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and we are so excited to have you both here today. Um, before we truly get started on our amazing topic, I would really love um, to hear what you two brought to the podcast room. Or Maria. I think Maria was the only one that brought something here. <laughs> okay, cool. I brought my bandera de Ecuador, um, which means flag of Ecuador. Um, and I just brought it because I feel like I never see it in Oregon anywhere. So <laughs> I thought it would bring me good luck. <laughs> in my defense, I did not know I was to bring a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. But Yes, thank you so much, Maria, for bringing something, since I personally forgot it, too. But it's cool, it's cool. Now we're moving on to shout-outs. And this is where we shout-out, what is it, femme ducks of color. And we recognize their brilliance and all the hard work they do, and just them being lovely people at, in general. So, Maria... Yeah, so I want to give a shout out to my professor, Ana Lara. Um, she's in the anthropology department, but uh, she also is cross-referenced with ethnic studies. And she's really dope. Um, she's really changing up how anthropology is done at the university, which is historically racist. Um, and she's just a really dope queer femme of color and super inspirational, super smart. Um, also, thank you for putting up with my shit this term and being really understanding. Thanks, Professor Lada. I appreciate you. Oh, my gosh. She sounds amazing. I love queer fans, thugs <laughs> of color. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a lot. That's like a lot all in a sentence. But yes, 
Um, <laughs> oh, it's my turn now. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to shout out Deja Curry. Um, she's super, super dope. I first met her last year in um, my first ES class ever because we didn't have those at my transfer university. Um, but yeah, Deja is super dope. I love listening to her talk about like social justice and social activism in classes. She also runs um, Black Women's Achievement, which is a super dope group for black women on campus. And I don't know. I really look up to her. Ooh. I love all these shout outs. And okay, so I just want to put a disclaimer here or like just like a little thing. We just want both of our shout outs to feel absolutely like adored TVH. And that's why we're giving y'all shout outs. And we're so happy you were doing work for the U of O. Well, for like for yourselves, mostly community, at large. community for everything. Like, thank you so much. I hope you really do. You both really do feel appreciated. Because you're appreciated here in our chata squad. Like, all besitos and everything. TQM. (laughs) (laughs) But, okay. I'm super excited to get to our topic. Um, I've been looking forward to this for, like, some time now. And our topic is puta positivity. (laughs) 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 Like, we fucking love this shit. (laughs) Um... So, yes, we, as of right now, because there's three of us, I would like to say that in this room, it is a puta positivity party right now. <laughs> I'm so down with this. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so there's a question that I want to ask both of you. Oh, Lord. Yes. <laughs> um, mostly because, like, okay, when, oh, wait, before I even ask my question, do either one of you want to define what puta positivity is? defining puta positivity um i would definitely say that puta positivity is being able to like feel comfortable in your body um whether that's like alone or with other folks and knowing that you have autonomy over your body as well and what you do with it and who you do it with (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i think um also like like sex positive feminism is about like respecting folks also who want to have like all the sex, all the kinks, like all the, you know, fun stuff. And then also folks who don't want to have the sex or don't want to do, you know, none of the things is also okay. So sex positivity doesn't just mean like pro ho. Well, it is pro ho, but it's also like respectful of like folks who are asexual um, and ha- express their sexuality differently as well. Yes, and I feel like um, with puta positivity, <coughs> especially, it has to, um, it like kind of differentiates itself from slut. Um, what is it? Slut positivity? Like pro ho. Well, like, I'm also pro ho, though. Yeah, of course. Of <laughs> course, obviously. I mean, if you're puta positive, like, yeah. Um, but I feel like puta positivity, due to the, what is it, our relationship with colonization as like, you know people of color but also like latinx folks like um to be able to claim with that positivity where even if you like go to mexico if you go to other parts of like latin america it's just so like the once you say the word puta like everyone like holds their breath and it's just like fuck Mm -hmm. like what do you mean but to like have that ownership over that word like it's such like a like, I feel like it's beyond bitch if we were to say bitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, because puta is also, it's, like, used to define whore, bitch, right? So, in English, you might call someone a bitch if they're mean. Um, but puta is really, like, 
it also can be used against prostitutes. Like it's very much just like a, an all-encompassing degrading word for women. Um, so to claim back puta is, um, yeah, it's in a in a re- revolutionary context in a way that is meant to degrade all sorts of women and being like, yeah, I'm a puta, I'm a hoe, so what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, okay, so I want to ask you to question like a question and so this was brought up in an instagram video that i saw um what do you two think about the 60 to 90 day rule and for those who do not know what that is it's when you happen to be dating someone and particularly in this context it's like a cis het man and you wait 60 to 90 days before you know have like heterosexual penetration sex (laughs) so yeah what do you what do y'all think about that rule because in this video it was very much like like i'm old-fashioned and i still think i still believe in it and then a whole bunch of other things like that that like if you really care about like it really shows like who do you really care about and stuff like that like what do y'all think about this to speak directly to like the person in the video i would say like it's that's totally fine you know do what you want with your body but like if if it's day three and i'm ready and they ready then like go for it mm-hmm. as long as that like that consent is there from like both parties because as we know consent is important um as long as that's there i think that's the the important part for folks for some folks but if you need more time if you feel like you're just not ready to give your body like that to another person that's cool but i feel like this video definitely was shaming of folks who didn't fall in line with that and that's where i have a problem mm-hmm. yeah and i think the other context of like there's i've heard about the 90 day rule the six month rule the one month you know um (laughs) yeah yeah no i mean it's real and i think yeah obviously like i agree with jimani if you want to wait and you know you want to for whatever reason that's fine no one's saying that's a bad choice but i want to say what these rules like i'm doing quotation marks are there to uphold is like a patriarchal kind of value of um a woman making a man respect her uh because because she's withholding sex and that's supposed to make men want it more it's supposed to make them respect her more because what does that mean she's not a hoe she just doesn't give it up easily so i think um you know to my femme folks who who say like oh yeah you gotta hold it to make them want it more so that they respect you or so that they know that you really care and you're not just a floosy whatever i think that's wrapped up in something also much more internalized for yourself because if i want to have i've had sex on first dates a lot and some of those people i've ended up dating um and i think i'm not saying that like oh cinderella story but like i think people should respect you regardless if you have sex with them on day one versus day 90 and if they don't that's a larger question you need to ask about your partner to yourself yeah and i think it also relates to this like this narrative that like women are property right so it's like that there's a product that we have that they're trying to obtain and like they have mm-hmm. to like wait for it and hunt for it and it's just so like predatory mm-hmm. that is so true which is why like okay so <laughs> when i was growing up and all those things about like oh why you shouldn't be like you know 
what is it like dating dating boys like going off alone with boys or going like because this is very very like hit says like heterosexual cisgender male like masculinity kind of a thing like a reason why you shouldn't go off is because like what will your husband say Mm -hmm. like do you think a man's gonna want someone that's not a virgin Mm -hmm. and then like i still hear that from like whenever i go to mexico and i hear and like people talk like okay so Last time I was in Mexico, story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we were all sitting in this table and we were all talking. It was just like all the women and my dad. All the women in the family, like his sisters, his like niece, nieces, everything. They were all talking uh, and they were all like bragging. They were like, oh yeah, I dated my husband for five years. And then we got married and then we had sex. And then a whole bunch of other stuff Fuck. like that. Fuck. And I was being like hella quiet and I was like looking at them. And my dad was just like. He was laughing because he was just like, okay, okay, yeah, like, I believe you all because he kind of didn't believe them. But, um, but like, people were talking about, oh, I was with my, like, my now husband for, like, eight years. And they were, like, just, like, really bragging, putting on the years. And then, like, my dad looked at me and then in English he was just like, he was like, what do you think? Why are you, why are you so quiet? And I'm like bullshit i was just like i don't know i'm like dad like like it's not that i don't have anything to say it's just there's so much lies going around here i don't know i don't know what to do because we all know that like like come on like you really didn't do anything for like five five plus years but even then so my mom swears I hope you're not listening, mommy. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> my mom's always like, oh, the only person I've ever been with is your your dad, you know, and she got pregnant before they were married. So I know that wasn't a thing. But um, but I think it she's like said that to me about myself to like prove a lesson to my to me and about my friends at times. And I just think it's interesting because I think you're saying that you're cheapening your value as a woman if you have been sleeping with someone for before marriage or with multiple men that you're cheapening yourself so what does that mean is you're cheapening your life value so that makes it okay for more violence rape and like other things to happen to you or to not be respected because oh you're used up which is simply not true because we don't say the same about men and frankly i wouldn't say that about someone like if you've eaten a lollipop before i'm not like "Mm, none of those lollipops are gonna taste good ever again now you know so it's kind of like a it's a very like derogatory rule to apply yeah for sure no we of course have to like acknowledge like the double standard that exists right so like we always hear these like sentiments but they're typically mostly only centered around like women and we don't hear the same about like men so like all of a sudden your dick isn't less valuable but like my pussy's loose even though we've had like the same (laughs) amount of sex so it's like what the actual fuck by the way pussy stay tight (laughs) yeah that's a biological truth yeah like who who, what kind of like dick human being was like (laughs) oh yeah like you know the girl smashes more than five plus people like then like her pussy's loose but you know she could be with someone for like two years and having be having sex like over 300 times but her 
pussy's just gonna stay the same it's gonna stay tight because of that thing but the also the (laughs) other thing too is like you're upset for someone having a lot of consensual sex and they don't display that same anger and derogatory language towards people who are rapists like they will defend rapists you know if it's you know whether it's on college campuses and they know them and they're like i swear he's a good guy or if it's an actor they look up to they will defend the hell out of these people who are having a lot of non-consensual forced sex and i just find it mind-boggling that someone who who's enjoying themselves who whether it's loving or not it's it's bad oh yeah and this reminds me actually of like okay so louis ck like he like everyone knows he's a creep he like really gross dude whatever but i remember when like this whole um louis ck like like oh why didn't he like if he liked being around girls that were uncomfortable when having sex or something like why didn't he just hire a prostitute and just tell her to like act uncomfortable and a whole bunch of things like that and then like like okay and then this one woman was just like and she was a sex worker she was just like it's not my fucking job to protect normal girls or something like that like i like why is it that like sex workers have to be put in a completely different category where like all like it's all up like any anyone could do whatever they want to them as though they are not also like women so like i don't know this whole thing of like you know, devaluing women due to how many sex partners they have. And then, like, it's just such, like, a rape culture thing because, like, sex workers get raped too. Mm -hmm. And they, like, face sexual assault. And it's, like, yeah, it's, like, hella fucked up. Yeah. And also, they're just, like, more likely to experience, like, other types of violence as well, like, general assault and like robbery and murder so i mean i think i you know i think it's interesting i was just speaking to my father about this as into you know because he's always like oh you shouldn't say men are trash and men are rapists and da 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 da, because you're generalizing men um but my thing is is like obviously violence and sexual assault is a male issue because you know who causes most murders men you know who rapes most women men who does the most domestic violence in the household men who when men are raped who is their rapist men so statistically men are the cause of these violences um and i think it's just interesting to see yeah like prostitutes homeless women are are much higher rates and actually don't have a number for you but i know that that's the thing they're much more likely to be killed young as well so um obviously these slut shaming like giggles have like real consequences in the real world and we see it play out over and over again not just you know theoretically but in our own lives as well yeah you're right it's like hella true because that's the thing, like, no one really wants to talk about the fact that, like, sex workers and homeless women and then, like, transgender women, like, they face, like, so much violence, especially transgender, um, what is it, sex workers. I don't know if y'all ever read Janet Mock's book, um, Redefining Realness, but she talks about how when she was um, living in Hawaii, I don't know which island it could just have been like hawaii or honolulu or something anyways she's a transgender woman of color 
she like as a teenager she worked as a sex worker to pay for her own surgeries um you know yeah and like there she like faced so much violence like there was times where like she she even admitted she was just like i could have died i could have died many times and i could have had it a lot worse and luckily i didn't because i was more passing like more femme passing than other transgender sex workers but like still it's like that kind of like violence that was constantly put on her and also like i hella like promote like put that positivity particularly with transgender women who have ownership over their bodies um my like what is it and as long as they're able to like take control of situations because there's situations in the book where like or like just in the transgender um women's lives where they go into these situations being in like consensual relationships with cisgender heterosexual men but they want the they want them to be secret you know mm. i think that's definitely like a really important thing to mention right as we start to like look at the way identities intersect so we went from talking about like put the positivity to talking about it through the framework of like trans women and then thinking about how like those i don't, I don't want to say statistics because like they're people not numbers um but how those lives are then further impacted when you start to bring in other types of identities so like race and ethnicity when we look at the way that like um indigenous trans women are if, uh, affected by like violence like particularly sexual violence like those numbers are so ridiculously high and when we start to think about like how you have transphobia um just all these like isms that like come together to create this like really fucked up system that we are operating in and have and like forced to have to protect ourselves in mm -hmm. and then we're often blamed for it right so there's like the choice of like oh well for you know sex workers like well why did they get into that situation if um you know they opted for that kind of like employment um with women well why did you know why did this girl get raped if um she was wearing whatever whatever or she was drinking this she had this i've seen like actual articles of college girls where they're like she had this many shots and she was raped and it's like that's not something even worth that's not relevant i'm sorry like in incorrect because the thing is, it's not like because she was drinking, she was raped. She was raped because that's like what men do. Like one in six, one in three for Native American women. It just it's it just continuously is a violence that we see and we allow and we celebrate it. I would I would really extend to say we glorify rape culture in the society. Um, so it's no wonder to me. Yeah. With the more intersectional identities that we've see face more intersectional violence so it's not just you know sexism or misogyny it's also racism it's also transphobia and it's a thing of domination that we see with sex which also goes back to the 90-day rule it's about power it's not even about whether or not you want to sleep with them if you love them or if you just want to have a good time it's a thing about domination and that's something that we need to think about when we talk about our relationships i think the power dynamics yeah, because there's always these like weird, there needs to be like a submissive, there needs to be a dominant, there needs to be someone that's like, and normally those like the submissive roles always fall into like femmes. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, it's really fucked up. 
But I actually wanted to ask you two a question. Another question. Oh, I love questions. Okay. So, okay. So the question I want to ask y'all is, like, do you remember, do you have a puta in your life who, like, kind of just changed your ideals on, like, sexuality and, like, redefined puta in your life? If not, then, like, have you ever had, like, one of those, like, because we're all femmes of color. We all know of one of those famous putas that we had in, like, like in your neighborhoods, in your school. Like, so. Mm-hmm. So, I got, like, a story. It's not, like, a name. Exactly. Well, it, well, it is. But part of it, I think, is myself. Because when I was <laughs> little, mind you, um... I was a very creative child. I love dancing. And um, I feel like, actually, I was just talking to my friend Kaylin about this the other day. I was like, I think God knew I was going to be a hoe. So he made me born in the late 90s. Because <laughs> had I been born in the 80s or early 90s, I probably would have been a video vixen in the early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> so so growing up, I think I had, I like, I really loved Shakira and, like, the Spice Girls. And I used to, like, reenact them. And my parents didn't really ever stop me from that, which I think is funny because I used to wear like little wedges and like put a little tube top on and like a mini skirt and dance on the furniture and no one stopped me um i think uh what is interesting is i got older right you come to you kind of crash into negative uh sex conversations and i I also experienced my own amount of sexual abuse so my relationship with that kind of changed and it wasn't until i got into my first relationship and my best friend she was um she was very open she was very proud of her sexuality not in the sense of like oh she was queer or anything but she was just very loud about when she would have sex she would tell people it was great or if it wasn't if it sucked and I think I was like 15 at that time and I remember girls used to be like oh my god she's a hoe she's this that 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 no one's ever gonna love her but I did <laughs> I did <laughs> and um <laughs> I think I was able to really kind of grow with her in my sexuality because I was able to have sex with her and like be more comfortable about that and be okay talking about that because there was a moment there where I was like I'm never having sex again because of stuff that happened to me so I think um I don't want to say her name <laughs> because I didn't ask her if that's okay but um she really helped me from a young age be like proud of that and not to be like ashamed of what other people think dang oh, that's so i don't know that's so inspiring it's so powerful right like we forget <laughs> the way that like people have such powerful impacts on our lives even though like you were 15 so that was like a really long time ago but like it still impacted you now those things like blow my mind <laughs> But um, to think of like an like a puta that I had in like my life, I would definitely probably refer back to one of my best friends. I guess I also probably shouldn't say her name because I haven't asked, <laughs> um, even though she doesn't live in Oregon. Um, but yeah, in my house, like my mom likes to think that we were like such an open household and that like we <laughs> talked about sex all the time. And she like tells her friends and she's really proud of it. And I'm like, mommy, when? <laughs> what are you talking about um so i definitely feel like i was like i don't know i feel like i lived in like a very sheltered household like my sisters were very like academic my brother was a hoe now mind you but we didn't talk about that love my brother sometimes um but it wasn't until i got into like middle school and i got like friends that were a little more outgoing i'll say than i 
And like when I started hanging out with them and they would tell me about like kissing boys and I was like, whoa, like you put your mouth on another person's mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah, I thought you were going to say something else too. Putas. Um, but yeah, so like getting to sixth grade, like being around that person and like realizing that those things like were okay, I would definitely say that by the time like, um, I was a little older and I started continuing like these friendships, I became more comfortable in my body as well. And I would like see a little boy at church because that was like the only places that I ever saw other boys besides school, but boys at school were stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be like, oh, like, let's go to the kitchen and like I was okay with that. Damn. Damn in church. It was the like, it was the kitchen. You get it cooking. I support it. I support it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Where you know, where you can get it. But okay, so um, I know y'all didn't give names names, but I don't know how else to describe this person than giving them like some kind of identity. But my um, <laughs> no, it's because it's like it's literally me, abuelita. It's Aww, it's my yeah. grandma. Okay, so I grew up with this whole thing of like since I was little, I always knew that mi abuelita had a reputation. She had a fucking reputation. Damn. Yes, like. Like, damn, I hadn't, it's absolutely, she had seven kids. I think my dad and his brother are the only ones with the same dad. And, um, yeah, she just, like, like, it just, like, that, like, really made me think. Because, like, my dad would always talk, like, really nice things about her. And he, he would be like, oh, my mom's great. Like, you, like, what is it? Because I knew her when I was, like, very, very little, but I obviously don't remember that. But, like, from hearing stories about her, like, they always talk, like, with such ca- cariño, like, so mm. lovingly about her. But then also, like, that as they can't deny the fact that, like, she was a hoe. Like, she went around. <laughs> she, she, slept, she slept with men that she wanted to sleep with. She, I don't know, she slept with men who already had wives. She had, she, she did what she wanted. And I felt that that was like a kind of like eye opening experience, particularly because I lived in a very religious community mm-hmm. where everyone was saving themselves for marriage or like saying they saved themselves for marriage or whatnot, whatever that really meant. And like there was me, Abuelita, and she was still loved very much. But at the same time, like, she did all this shit. And so, I don't know. Like, bless her heart. I <laughs> R.I.P., though. But, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's really cool, though, that you had that kind of influence on your fam- from your family. Because a lot of times, like, growing up in, like, a Latinx Catholic household, it's, like, very, like, taboo, right? Um, I remember such things as, like, Oh, if you're going to wear a dress, you have to wear shorts underneath because you don't want anyone to ever see you. Um, And you got to sit with your legs closed. Oh, like you don't talk about this, this and this because that's taboo. You don't talk about like sex because this, this and this. You don't even brag about being in a relationship because this, this and this. It's just so many rules 
that it's so boring. It's so it's not just like how do you expect us not to break them? <laughs> They're so boring, <laughs> so boring and so limiting. But what gets me is that it's not because it's not a respectability politic. It's a degrading politic. Um, and I was just thinking like even in the sense of like yeah violence but also like women are just worth considered to be worth less in society like the wage gap like there's very real things to creating all these more like dialogues around this because then yeah you have the wage gap you have the orgasm gap which I don't even know if we have time to talk about that but that's a thing as well I want to talk about that (laughs) can we like what what's going to happen if we run over time (laughs) Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay, well, the orgasm gap is very important because, because, um, and this is particularly, I would say, a hetero problem because (laughs) when you're dating girls, you do not have an orgasm issue um, because girls are better at sex. But (laughs) I think with the orgasm gap, the thing is, is that men and men tend to always get to orgasm during sex. It's kind of expected that they will ejaculate right that's kind of actually when sex ends whereas with women um it's not as expected it's kind of like and there's like jokes right like oh you never know if you're gonna come with a guy or not but also like girls like it's so common to fake orgasms and i know that 80 percent of women say that they have faked an orgasm at in in a, in a serious relationship and i think that goes not only to self-efficacy of whether or not women feel empowered enough to say what they want and need in bed but i think it's also a thing as if like do men even care if they're doing a good job or you know like do they know that they suck do they know are they asking are they trying because the jackhammer move is not making anyone happy (laughs) so so i think it's a very real issue because orgasms are good for your health they're good for your brain development right and let's talk about oral sex while we're at it too Mm -hmm. like blowjobs are like an expected thing Mm -hmm. but like when it when it comes to like having my pussy eaten i feel like sometimes it's like not willing something like most of the time they'll do it anyways because it's like if not i'm gonna leave but (laughs) (laughs) but seriously it's like less expected or less common Mm -hmm. and then also too like yeah for the most part dudes suck at it like just go and google clearest and sit at the computer for an hour just please your sex life dudes will be so much better tongue pressure think about the tongue pressure too (laughs) that's that's important (laughs) i'm just saying that it's like girls will say like when they start dating guy like oh my god he ate me out or like he knows how to eat like like it's because it's it's not expected let me tell you that first we didn't think you were gonna be good if we thought if you would do it and i think it's interesting that people ask as well like oh does he like like a woman will say to a guy like do you eat like do you do oral sex or do you eat pussy out or whatever and it's like a question whereas i don't think i've ever had a guy be like so like do you like giving head like i definitely mm, have really nah but the answer is like no it's like my my tonsils aren't like (laughs) enjoying any of this like this isn't fun (laughs) (laughs) no i feel like they'll ask like can you give me head but i don't think i've ever been asked like oh like do you give head you know what i'm saying Mm, mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. just like a thing that they know will happen yeah because it's super conditioned at this point Mm -hmm. like you know if we're gonna really talk about the steps to sex to penetration heterosexual cisgender sex it's like like a minute of making out 
a blowjob <laughs> for Lord knows how long, and right? then, and then like five minutes of like I don't know sex. Damn, that's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Pero <laughs> sex are you having? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean like. Like, yeah, if we're going to go okay. back to, like, you know, all the other stuff. The typical. The typical. Gotcha. Or the, even, like, in movies, too. Yeah. You're always, yeah, she always gets on her knees. Yeah. Kissy, kissy, hand on boob. Yeah, the movies show it, like, so, like, like that, like, super quick. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, I'm, like, you're this just making a lot of girls okay. sad. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. movies just make girls, like, really disappointed, I feel, because it's super fast and it's, like, it's nothing. Anyways. <clears throat> Um, okay, like, before we start wrapping up here, I just want to ask you two, do you have pro-Buta positive tips that you want to share with our listeners? Do you want me to go first? Do you want to go I first? Can go. Go I first. mean, I would say, just, like, remember that, like, you are so freaking valuable, especially when it comes to, like, cishet relation or just like heterosexual relationships i feel like sometimes like as women like we get conditioned to believe that like we're less valuable but like dick is disposable in the realest quote doves in the wind thank you kendrick for saying it um Mm -hmm. dick is so disposable and like sometimes you just gotta like check people and when i say check i mean like leave them on red for like a solid three days and then (laughs) pop up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like oh hey guess who wants to act right you sweet let's have a conversation mm-hmm. um i guess i thought well first off consent 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 and i think i talk i talk to college students all the time about consent and y'all are still messed up so mm-hmm. like still ask if you know not only if they agreed to have sex with you but like if the act you're about to do is good um keep asking if it's okay if this feels good because again we don't like having sex that doesn't feel good um also the definition of coercion doesn't just have to be forced with like a gunpoint it could be like your partner being more like you say no and he keeps pressuring you or she keeps pressuring you and trying to convince you that's also coercive if you're drunk you can't give consent if she's drunk, he's drunk, just just wait till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess a more logistical thing, get, you know what helps? Get those like vaginal wet wipes that are um, non-scented in case you have sex somewhere else where you can't just like immediately shower after, like in a car kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Toothbrush just in case you sleep over at someone's place. Have a friend that you know you can call in the morning if you really need to go. Make him pay for your taxi. <laughs> that Uber. Yeah, or Uber. And plan B. And, oh, yeah. Don't split plan B, okay? That's my call to action. <laughs> Make that motherfucker pay for the plan B. And if you go Planned Parenthood, it's only $25 instead of 60 But, like, make him get it, okay? Or if you already have, if you already have it, just, like, ask for the money. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> just pocket that money because you should. Yeah, he should have been using a condom anyways. What the fuck? That's true. I really hella support that. <laughs> you know, instead of, like, ex- exchanging, like, Snapchats and numbers or whatnot, exchange money. your Venmo account, <laughs> your Square <laughs> Cash. Like, okay, I know, like, it's such a thing for people to, like, you know, hella bash on sex workers. But, like, I don't know. If you're have if you're fucking like if you're fucking a dude for free, 
like it's like it's it's literally like is it is it really worth it if you're i, I don't know mm-hmm. like i mean like it could be worth it and whatnot but Mm-mm. be compensated for your labor well i mean because <laughs> it's not it's not for free for free because usually there's emotional labor going into it the sexual labor that went into it um just the goddamn time that i put in my google calendar literally. to meet up with you so and you know what again wage gap redistribution of wealth and power you owe me money give me money and i might like you right like i refuse sometimes like i refuse to buy condoms right i got the little um implant in my arm hashtag like planned parenthood y'all are awesome but like yeah i won't buy condoms i'm like if i had a sore arm for like three days you can buy the condoms you can buy the con- also it's, like, it's your dick mm-hmm. <laughs> you cover that shit i'm not mm-hmm. asking you to buy my hats oh my god i'm gonna say that at my next sex ed workshop i'm gonna say that thank you jamani for being brilliant as fuck coining this analogy yes and okay so for the people who are puta positive who do not actually like go off and do like quote-unquote puta activities which are fun always fun um, you know, read some fr- fucking Sandra Cisneros loose women poetry and like go fucking masturbate or something. Mm-hmm. Cause like, don't like assume a man is going to know everything you're going to want to like going to do. Cause if you do that, you're just going to be so disappointed for the rest of your life. And that's like, oh, fuck, sorry. That's the <laughs> orgasm gap issue too, because also I don't know the statistic, but there is like a huge gap in women who haven't masturbated up until they're 25 or they never do oh. and and honestly i actually always thought that was silly until i've met so many of my friends who were like oh yeah i've never done this and that's totally fine that's i'm not judging you but i'm like this is important and part of that comes from the shame of sexuality that girls don't even masturbate whereas in middle school you know all the boys are masturbating because they won't stop talking about it Mm -hmm. and it's funny it's like even encouraged there was like contests in the bathroom of who could shoot further okay so like with women like girl go ahead and get your own okay like it's okay Mm -hmm. you ain't gotta tell nobody either if you really don't want to but like buy yourself a hundred dollar vibrator i trust yes invest in yourself invest in yourself because yeah talking as a late bloomer due to the fact that like i went to a super conservative school that like slut shamed even if you look down at your own like fucking vagina like i didn't start masturbating until i was 19 You know, and just so you know, I was incredibly high, strung, and stressed out. And the only thing (laughs) that actually came close to an orgasm in my life was when I had my planner and the list of things I needed to do. And I would just (laughs) cross them off. Like, that was, that's how uptight I was. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like one more piece of advice that I want to give, though, too, is, like, communicate and don't be afraid to, like, ask for particular things in bed. Because, like, there are sometimes, there are just moments where you're like, damn, if you just move slightly to the left, like, this would be great. But, like, I feel like we're kind of afraid and, like, we don't want to, like, offend anybody. But I will damn sure move your hand. Like, we're in this together. (laughs) 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 I'm not going to do anything that's going to try to fuck you up. Except fuck you up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, like, ask for things. Like, communicate and, like, make it. Like, I feel like that, too. Like, just having that communication is part of consent, Mm -hmm. too. Like, if I... If I'm saying, like, I want you to move quarter quarter inch to the left, like, 
that's me saying like this is what i want Mm -hmm. in this moment and then if the next second if i'm like yo move your hand all the way off me and like like move then like that's also a part of that Mm -hmm. too being able to like feel like you have the ability to ask for what you want and need for your body yes Mm -hmm. of course and okay they and we have to start wrapping up Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, too, for being here. I Thank absolutely love it. Thank you for having us. It. So much. Yes. This is so fun. Oh, my gosh. I hope to have you two here again. I was going to say, I really like this. <laughs> Can we do it again? <laughs> yes, we are going to do this again. But we have to go. So, bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.